Welcome to Indie Audio, the audio version of The Independent. To listen to past episodes of Indie Audio, go to independent.org. That's I-N-D-Y-P-E-N-D-E-N-T.org. If you like what you hear, please help support The Independent by going to our webpage and donating or becoming a subscriber. This is Dean Patterson reading Is Queens Ready for a People's DA? In a wide open race, a DSA-backed outsider challenges three establishment opponents by Theodore Ham. Nobody can even remember the last competitive race for district attorney in Queens. Outgoing DA Richard Brown, who turns 87 later this year, has held the office since 1991 when he was appointed by Governor Mario Cuomo. Since then, the Queens Democratic Party machine has scared off any primary challengers. But after Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez toppled party boss Joe Crowley last June, the machine no longer seems so formidable. Meanwhile, the successful DA campaigns of Philadelphia's Larry Krasner and Boston's Rachel Rollins, among others, show that now is the hour of criminal justice reform. The three established contenders in Queens, Borough President Melinda Katz, City Councilman Rory Lankman, and retired Judge Gregory Lasik, are positioning themselves as reformers on a variety of issues. Lankman, chair of the City Council's Committee on the Justice System, has been a leading critic of NYPD arrests for marijuana and fare evasions. Many activists, however, are still angry that Lankman supported the hiring of 1,300 new cops in 2015. Katz, who voted for the death penalty as an assemblywoman in the mid-1990s, is now calling for open file discovery for defendants and an end to cash bail. And although LASIK is preferred candidate of law enforcement unions, he does have a track record of helping overturn wrongful convictions. Of the three, Lankman has been the most outspoken in his support for closing Rikers. Katz has been reluctant to take a position, but through a spokesperson tells the Independent that Rikers must be closed and that borough-based detention centers are a better model for ensuring cases are heard in a timely manner. LASIK, however, is not supporting the initiative. I don't believe where jails are located is within the purview of the district attorney, he says. All three figures have won campaigns with the support from Crowley's County Machine. In 2013, the party backed Katz for borough president and Lankman for city council, representing Fresh Meadows. In 2017, Lasik was re-elected as one of the six state Supreme Court judges on the Democratic line. Although Lankman voted for him to remain party leader despite his defeat by Ocasio-Cortez, Crowley seems closest to Katz. Given that a new DA could potentially shake up the Queen's courthouses, the party machine has a lot riding on the late June primary. The degree to which the DA will overhaul the office is a major concern for activists as well. On Martin Luther King Day at the courthouse in Kew Gardens, the Queens for DA Accountability Coalition, which includes Color of Change, Make the Road New York, Rockaway Youth Task Force, and Vocal New York, among other groups, announced a list of policy demands for the new DA to adopt with a strong focus on police accountability and an end to low-level prosecutions. Andrea Cologne, engagement organizer for the Rockaway Youth Task Force, tells the Independent that her group wants the next DA to be someone who is a genuine advocate for the people of Queens, which may be the most ethnically diverse place on the planet. Cologne and other activists want a dramatic reduction on the myriad DA practices that target crimes of poverty and contribute to mass incarceration. Similarly, Daniel Lynch of the Queens chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America says the group wants the DA's office not to be involved in the over-policing of minor crimes, which will free up resources for prosecutors to go after employers committing wage theft, as well as negligent or harassing landlords. The DSA also plans to focus on the role of money in the race, with a clear preference for Ocasio-Cortez-style small campaign contributions. Scrutiny of the candidates' money trails raise questions about whether the donors really want reform. Meanwhile, many activists are supporting public defender Tiffany Caban, a recent entrance into the race. While the Queens for DA Accountability Coalition cannot endorse because of its nonprofit status, DSA members voted overwhelmingly at the end of January to back Caban. 
although newly elected state senator Jessica Ramos of Jackson Heights is not yet ready to endorse in the race. Her communications director, Julia Aradonando, views the DA's office as ready for an upgrade and says this race is a chance to right the many injustices that people of color in Queens have had to live through. Neither Ocasio-Cortez's spokesperson nor Assemblywoman Catalina Cruz, a Democrat from Corona, responded to requests for comment, but the insurgency has already begun. On the fundraising front, Lankman is at best a mild reformer. He explained to a recent DSA forum that amassing a war chest was necessary in order to win. Asked whether he imposes any restrictions regarding fundraising, Lankman tells The Independent, were not actively soliciting contributions from Criminal Defense Bar in Queens. Mostly on the civil side, however, of the Queens Court have helped fill Lankman's coffers, contributing $75,000 out of the roughly $600,000 that the councilman has raised specifically for his DA campaign. Lankman also transferred more than $400,000 from his city council campaign accounts. Lankman has reeled in several donations from business entities, many of which, e.g. the Ferrari Driving School of Astoria, which gave $5,000, have an unclear relationship to the DA's office. The $20,000 Lankman received from a mysterious entity called ADJFAM Management also raises questions, especially that the same company was an early contributor to Trump's 2016 campaign. Various senior nursing homes have also kicked in more than $20,000. While Lankman has collected several contributions from real estate interests, Katz is clearly the preferred candidate of big developers. Shortly after suggesting that the Amazon deal, which Katz supported, should help revive the stalled BQX waterfront trolley project, which she said should be renamed the QBX, Katz received $10,000 from Brooklyn's Two Trees Management, a key supporter of the project. According to campaign spokesman Daniel DeGroote, Katz's contributions are evaluated on a case-by-case -case basis in order to avoid conflicts of interest. More than $150,000 of the $600,000 that Katz has raised directly for the DA's race has come from real estate players. Like Lankman, Katz will transfer a sizable amount of money, over $300,000, from other campaign accounts. Her donors include several New York City real estate titans with names like Tishman, Dr. Off, Wallentis, Barnett of Extel Development, and the Dolans leading the list. DeGroote says that along with civic leaders and residents, these business leaders recognize that Queens needs the kind of reforms that Melinda has proposed and seeks to be a partner in justice for all Queens communities. Yet the same elite is most unlikely to give money to anyone they perceive as a potential threat to the status quo. LASIK, however, raked in nearly $700,000 in just over three months. According to campaign manager Danny O'Halloran, LASIK will not accept contributions from employees of the Queen's DA's office and does a thorough vet of all contributions he receives. That policy leaves the door open for criminal defense attorneys active in Queens to help fill LASIK's coffers. For example, Dennis Copen, who has regularly defended Queen's clients, including in LASIK's courtroom, has given more than $15,000. Even more problematic is LASIK's sizable haul from law enforcement unions, the New York State Troopers, giving $35,000, and the Sergeant's Benevolent Association, giving $30,000, are his two largest contributors. LASIK tells the Independent that he's led the investigation and prosecution of law enforcement officers when they violated the law, but the, these unions are backing me anyway, because I've always been fair, honest, and impartial. Those same unions are almost never on the side of criminal justice reform. Her pledge not to take any corporate money and to seek only small contributions differentiates political newcomer Tiffany Caban from the established candidates. Caban recently created her campaign account, so her donations will not be listed until the next filing. Caban also brings the perspective of a seasoned public defender to the contest. Public defenders are people-focused and take a holistic approach to dealing with their clients and their families, says Caban. The 31-year-old Caban has been a public defender in Manhattan for seven years, the first three with the legal aid and the rest with New York Defender Services. Caban is Puerto Rican and queer. The Queen's native grew up in South Richmond Hill and graduated from St. Francis Prep High School in Fresh Meadows. Caban's father was an elevator mechanic and her mother a daycare provider. 
Caban is troubled by the gap between local district attorneys' stated intentions to initiate reform and their actual practice. She fully supports the demands made by the Queens for DA Accountability Coalition. That list includes the next DA should decline to prosecute charges that are low-income, people of color, LGBTQ, and or survivors of interpersonal violence. Caban has also taken pledges to shake up the DA's office, invoking Larry Krasner's overhaul in Philly. If you are not aligned with our priorities and mission, you can look elsewhere, advises Caban. The new mission, she says, is transformative justice, with strong attention to racial and economic equality, and it includes restorative justice because people who harm most often have also been harmed, and we need to break the cycle. Like Krasner, Caban's unit investigated wrongful convictions, would also examine cases with excessive sentencing, faulty cop testimony, and dubious plea deals. Caban is eager to bring the reform agenda to Queens. Rikers, she says, needs to be closed, and the city's timeline isn't fast enough. But the proposed new jails are too large and don't have enough emphasis on rehabilitation and reentry services. Caban will be, no doubt, facing strong resistance every step of the way, including getting on the ballot. Petitioning starts February 26th, but her campaign is clearly in sync with activist calls for radical change in the most powerful elected office in Queens. Are you listening, AOC? This clip was produced by Aaron Sheridan. 